badly, badly well. So, so guys, I'm just waiting for that. So for all those uh, people who regularly dial into uh, Mark Isaac and I's AHDB Agri Leaders team, we know they know we've got a big uh, bank of lights, and we're waiting for the social media uh, to kick in before we can start um, uh, properly. Um, team, uh, what's the day today? Today is uh, Thursday, the seventeenth of August. Can we just talk about women's football quickly? Because we've got such a great, great mix of you. What's the prediction? What's going to happen on Sunday with uh, England versus who are they play? Mark Spain, Spain in the in the final. Rebecca, what's going to happen? Oh, we're going to win. I have full faith in the ladies, yes. And have you been following them? Uh, unfortunately, no. I, I, I'm busy um, with the pigs, that, but I've been trying to chime in whenever I can to keep track of how they're doing. Yeah, but are, are you going to listen in on a Sunday, on Sunday at 11 o'clock? Yes, yeah, I'll try and, try and get it on and, um, yeah, see how they get on. Like I said, I have full faith that the women will pull through for us. Oh, uh, Rebecca, isn't it hilarious that the men have uh, never reached the final since, help me, Mark, 1969? And uh, and, and here, here come the ladies. Leia, are you going to watch them? Probably not. <laughs> What's that I haven't then? followed it. I, I don't follow football at all, but it's women, so maybe. Yeah. But come on, someone, someone's got to take you down to a nice hostelry or a big screen to, to watch it, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Alex, come on, help me. Are you going to watch it? No. <laughs> Mark, this is going well. No, I'm, <laughs> only because I'm milking this weekend, I'm working, so I won't get the time. <laughs> okay, but you do want them to win, don't you? Oh, England all the way. <laughs> yeah. No, be, support be, the home team. It'd be great because um, hopefully, Mark, you could do this because with your Agri Leader uh, Forum, uh, you had um, a great uh, lady ex uh, England captain, didn't you, rugby player? And now you're going, you're going to be duty bound to get a uh, lady footballer, aren't you, Mark? All I will say is we've already preempted it, and let's just say there might be a little bit of a football twist already to the Agri Leader Forum 24. Okay, so what? Oh, everyone, I'm sure you're, you're going to endorse all of the team. I, th I think it's brilliant. I think anything that lifts the lifts our nation um, and especially um, sports, because sports is a, is a great, great thing. OK, we're all live on our, our social uh, media. Um, my name is Max McGillivray from Beanstalk Global. I'm going to hand over to my partner in crime, Mark, uh, just to explain what he does and what the HDB does and what the Talking Leaders series is, is about. And then we're, we're going, to go, going to move over to our uh, bunch of crazy ladies and to find out more, more about them. Mark, over to you, please. Brilliant. Thank you, Max. And yeah, welcome, everyone. Um, yeah, so AHDB and the AgriLeader team, it's a programme where we're trying to assist farmers um, around the UK develop um, their leadership management capabilities. Uh, and we cover a whole range of, of, of topics and areas um, to try and assist farmers with this from discussion groups, digital meetings and things like this with, with Talking Leaders. And what we try and do, particularly with the Talking Leaders series, is bring people um, that maybe have been outside of agriculture or industries that are outside of agriculture and get a bit of insight in terms of their journey on a, on a topic. And today we're, we're really grateful to have these fantastic young budding farmers from the UK to, uh, to talk about their, their journey into their farming careers. Excellent. Thank you, Mark. And we're live on social media. We're live on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Twitter. Oh, Mark, I've forgotten one. Um, or, or come back to me. Um, but we're also live on that on, on our podcast, live uh, recording on our podcast. So just on that basis, it'd be great, team, to just get a bit of an update as to who you are um, and, and where you currently are in, in your career. Um, Alex, it was hysterical in our green room earlier when you were waving your your laptop, um, <coughs> at us, your, your Dell laptop, which I think might have seen better days, but you're now on your phone. It's all working well. Alex, who are you and who are you representing? Uh, so I'm Alexandra Hayes, a dairy farmer from Leicestershire, um, working for JWP Farming, um, Spring Block Carving Herd. Excellent. And, and, and what's your background? How did you get into the mercurial world of, of dairy? Um, so I'm not from a farming family. I originally, I used to, I've always worked two jobs and I used to be a barmaid. I've always been into horses and, you know, the outside and I got, real tired of being the wrong side of the bar when everyone's coming in for a drink on a Saturday night and you know working late evenings so then I swapped it for working early mornings instead <laughs> and uh it just yeah relief milking for two years and then took the plunge and started it full time and now I wouldn't do it and, oh, oh Alex don't go I was going I was going to oh Alex do you love it oh yeah <laughs> and would you would you recommend it Oh, 100%, yeah. Excellent. Full-time or part-time, you know, the flexibility is 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 there, you know. 
Yeah, well, Alex, well done. Uh, Rebecca, can we, we were saying in the green room how you've been up, up early this morning. What have you been doing this morning? Tell everyone. Uh, we've been weaning the pigs today. So um, we weaned 300 piglets. Um, and we, we obviously have three breeds on the farm because we're a um, pedigree high health genetics unit. Um, and yeah, we sort, sort, sort and sex the piglets um, and health checking all of them this morning, mucking out. So it's been a busy morning. <laughs> Yeah, but and in the green room, you're saying that so that's you done for the day, but now you're off to do your sheep. Just explain that. Uh, yeah, so I also have a, a small flock of sheep, um, 30 breeding ewes, and uh, that's something me and my partner have started. We we chose the hard way to start it, actually. Um, we started off with 10k lambs, and we've just, over the years, slowly grown, and um, finding lamb was, was a, a pain, but we've now got ourselves some, you know, long-term grazing, and yeah, no, so we, we've built up our flock and yeah, we've, um, we sort of do it on the sides as well. My partner's a arable farmer and he's a sprayer and combine operator. So um, we both lead very busy lives, but we wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, so Rebecca, here's the question. Uh, say you've got to walk onto the proverbial ark and you can only take uh, sheep or pigs. What do you take? Oh, that is a tough one. There's so many things I love about either. I think ah. I just have to try and smuggle one of each. Oh, there you go. Fantastic <laughs> answer. Well, well, well done. Um, Leah, who are you? Who are you representing? Uh, so I work for Holton Farms Limited, uh, which is a dairy farm in Cheshire. Uh, we're milking around 500 pro cross dairy cows. Um, and I'm the head of young stock. So I look after, I lose track, but probably about 350 wow. plus followers um from the minute they're born to around the time that they're bullying at about 12 months old excellent and, and how did you brilliant business uh, mark and i've been very, very lucky to have been up there and and uh, film film with you all previously how did you get into the, the i'm going to use the word again mercurial world of uh, of dairy please yeah um so i kind of felt like it's a bit cliche but i've kind of kind of fallen into it um and the path is path that i've taken has uh, brought me sort of to where i am now so i started um by going to Harper Adams University, so very farmy. Um, I'm not from a farming background, but I really, really liked the university, and that was to do veterinary nursing. So I'd always had in my head that I liked dogs and cats, and that was the route I was going to go down. Um, and since I'd been there, um, I decided that I really was fascinated by the cows and the other people that were there. Uh, so I chose to do more at uni to do with the cat, like the cow side of things. Um, yeah. Like the dissertation that I did was on calf management, and it was kind of a test to see if I could be interested in it for that because it's quite a lot it's 10,000 word dissertation so um when I came out the other end of it I was still interested in it which was a big thing for me um I did AI courses while I was there um and then when I graduated I did some scanning pregnancy scanning courses and I just got into it like that really wow. yeah. um so my kind of passion for it has grown over time really uh, one of the things that I was really interested uh, when we visited your farm is that um, for those that don't know, there's um, robotic milkers um, that you can deploy robotic milkers that would, would do the milking for you. And so you just have to look after the, uh, the the feeding, the husbandry of the of the cows. But speaking to all of you, you you guys didn't want to go, don't want to go down the road, route of robotic milkers because you care for your cows. And one of the key times of the day as to when you can assess ascertain as to how the cow is is when you're is when you're milking i thought i thought this is really interesting because you could have gone that easy route to go down the robotic milking side but actually your preference and your desire to care for your cows is so paramount that you you even though it might give some efficiencies that you want to be you guys want to be so hand on hands on with your cows would that be correct yeah boom <laughs> <laughs> we're three times a day milking so we're able wow. to pick up on a lot more yeah. problems that might occur um the people in the parlor are really good at picking up on on common things they might see and reporting it and getting on it really really quickly so if we didn't have that i think things would possibly get missed and we yeah. don't want that to happen no well well done because it's all about the cows all about the cattle uh, mark so th this is you, we've you've done we've done you've done so well to get such a a, a range of um lovely people today uh, developing your future farming career mark go on over to you let's let's we, we need to learn learn from our from, from our team here o over to you please yeah no it's um uh, we've got a great group group here and, and actually i think we uh we'd have touch points with most of you or the businesses you're working with through there but you, you came together on one of our our courses our programs the agri leader 
Grow program, which is a, a management development program for up and coming budding uh, individuals. And you all stood out as um, being exceptional examples. But the one thing, and I question first to Rebecca, Rebecca, are you, are you from a farming background or are you um, like uh, Leah and, 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 and Alex, non-farming background that have come into the industry? Um, no, I'm not from a farming background at no. all. Um, my parents actually have a mixed martial arts business and I was teaching there and I also did like an equine degree, well, equine course at college. Um, and I worked with part-time doing some freelance groom work, obviously teaching the karate and a bit of pub work. And then I was looking to get into a full-time job and farming's always been something that's sort of uh, like a interested me but I've never sort of had the courage to step in and do it and then I just um I saw this pig app job advertised and I thought I'll bite the bullet and I I applied on a whim thinking I'm I've got no experience I'm not going to get it I got an interview and then they took me around the unit and I just fell in love with the place um and just the pigs it it was a fantastic new challenge just what I was looking for and um it's amazing how it was it was so sort of opposite to what you think you think it's just mucking out and feeding them but there's so much more that goes into it and the amount of attention to detail and the, the effort they all really put in at the unit is fantastic um to get the results we do like all the eid system we're, we're quite different because we're a genetics unit obviously using the eids um but it's really interesting to see from start to finish from farrow to finish um, all the all the different bits that go in behind the scenes on it um oh, yeah, yeah it, it's there's so much you can learn and I was just I was so chomping at the bit to get going so you had that that spark and that brave move to actually put put your, your head above the parapet and, and stick an application in and to work and, and what you saw on the other side was very very different Leah Alex um what about you what was the spark because I'm, I'm I think Max is saying I think we've got five people here that all are directly not from farming backgrounds. Um, I can't speak for Max. I don't think you come from a farming pedigree. Directly, I'm definitely not. I'm a townie. Leah, what, uh, Leah, what was your spark to actually um, go to or get get in or start experimenting into into the world of agriculture? Yeah, I think it's it can be really daunting for people to get into it if they're not from it. Um, the biggest thing for me is that um, when I visited Holton Farms the first time, um, on the face of it, it wasn't like a normal farm. And for me, that was the thing that stood out. That was kind of like, well, this is really quite new. And I kind of, I'd already been in touch a little bit with them before. Um, and seeing the calves, because we've got a calf nursery and everything's really open to the public. Um, that kind of pushed me over the edge a little bit to kind of like give me the confidence to go for it because I thought that's actually something I could really get involved in. And I didn't really know how I was gonna go about it, but I kind of, kind of stumbled across it on that particular day. And that's kind of where it went from there. So seeing the calves and the way they do it's different. It's very different. And I think I like that. Um, so that's, that's how I got into it really. Yeah, so not your stereo. Yeah, not, Tom wasn't there with his straw hat and his bit of straw. No, it's very different. But we, we pride ourselves on that as well. We like to be different. So, yeah. Yeah, that's important. What about yourself, Alex? What was the spark for you to to hang up the bar towels um, and, and and progress the relief milking role to the manager um, now? I mean, for me, it was just wanting to, like, care, care for an animal, you know, I've, I sort of worked with horses a little bit, but then I didn't really want to work with my own horses when I got home at the end of the day. Um, and I felt, I felt like I didn't really know where I was going in my life. I didn't have a, a career, you know, I had, a, I had a full-time job and I had my bar work, but I didn't have something that I was passionate about. And um, I just, I, I was walking through um, my local village and I just saw an advert in the news agents and it was actually I was 21 at the time but I just saw an advert for them looking for a, um, a school leaver or someone after 3 p.m when they finished school and I thought you know what I'm just going to call the number and see what happens and straight away they were like oh yeah come come for an interview and then that was it then 
coming from my interview, you know, and I worked on that farm for two years. It was a high yielding farm. Um, and I saw, I sort of wanted to do more grass based, you know, because I like seeing the animals outside. Um, and I saw an advert for the farm I work on now. Um, I've been here six years now. Um, and yeah, I saw the advert for here and, and applied and yeah, I've just been here ever since, you know. Uh, Mark, can I interject? It's, it's really okay. interesting. It's really interesting about the the sort of the equine connection because I remember about oh five ten years ago that a number of agricultural institutions spun themselves um, towards equine because they because that would get more bums on seats um, student wise. Uh, but then unfortunately, there the weren't the roles at, at the other end because the uh, the equine industry, especially say within uh, professional horse races, is not that big. Um, and it's it's a shame in some way that, that this, we've got some fantastic examples here that back then they couldn't have slewed that offering, um, perhaps included equine, but also included um, livestock. And we could have got even more people like like our fantastic examples here, here Mark, um, into livestock. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And in my previous life where I managed, um, I was head of agriculture at Plumpton College, we saw a lot of students, particularly from the equine and the, the animal management, the vet nursing sector, would actually take a, a not a u-turn but take a slightly direction shift into the world of agriculture a because they're passionate about working with animals but b because there was a lot more career opportunities at the end of it i can remember we used to turn out 450 animal management students and there was only about 75 jobs each year whereas mm -hmm. agriculture was the we could probably say it was the other way around i turned out about 75 80 students a year and there was probably 200 jobs available for them yeah, yeah. Because you think if, if we could put these three ladies through the proverbial photocopier, um, that there'd be so many um, employers out there who would love to have all, all of you guys um, on on board. Um, I'm, I'm sure. Um, team, just a, a question from me. I had a really odd conversation with a with a with a client of mine. They run an advertising agency in um, in agriculture, and they find it really difficult to try and find people like you to join them. Uh, to work with clients to promote their businesses, whether it be livestock, whether it be machinery supplies, whether it be seed supplies. And they gave me this really odd example. Um, they, they took on this, uh, this young chap who didn't come from the sector and he's in his uh, uh, mid 20s. Um, and he was getting it, but not not as, as fast as he could do. And at a, a review, the proprietor of the, this advertising agency said, um, why don't you invest in yourself a little bit? Um, if I gave you some podcasts to listen to, um, industry podcasts, there's so many of them, you'd learn so so much um, if, if, so much more about, about the sector. You've got a 20, 25-minute commute on the train to the office. Why don't you listen to those podcasts um, in the morning or in the evening? And he said, no, I refuse to. And she said, uh, why? And she said, and he said, because that's my time. Um, if I've got to do something to better your business... I'll do it in your time, um, but I don't want to listen to those in my time. And she was really shocked by this, and and it, it's it's sort sort of pulling on a, on a negative connotation that uh, if we if we went down the route of the Daily Mail, would say that all the younger generation haven't got any appetite to, to work. Then we look at you three who who are just there at twenty five hours a day um, doing what you do. How how do do you think that's um, do you think that there's a common trait of a of the of a younger age group that they don't want to get involved? With work per se and that makes it even more difficult to get them interested about agriculture because agriculture is great but it's also hard work do, do you think that's true that there is that problem with that generation rebecca um i think yeah the young generation can sometimes lack motivation but i think if you can show them sort of what what's possible and what can be achieved well done. and you can capture their you know their interest uh we find it at work we have a lot of young um like part-timers at the weekend who come in to help who are still in college and even some who have just turned 16 um and still in school and it's, it's amazing once they learn what what can what's possible um there there's some we've got some fantastic young young folk at our farm that um yeah that really want to try and make a thing of this and want to do better and want to learn um i think a lot of it the lack especially for the pig industry there's a lack of teaching you can see it in the colleges um they don't really teach too much about pigs so it'd yeah. be great to show them more the possibilities and what a fantastic thriving industry it is um what, you know yeah, how well, it's developing well, well, well done on, on so on the basis we don't have home economics in some some schools let, let alone anything about agriculture so i've learned so much from you rebecca so we need to get them uh ensconced um get, get the hands dirty uh leah what, what do you think is, is that was it well just like yourself is that the answer yeah i think it's striking because i remember being at school and 
agriculture was never something we were taught about, never, never a career path that anyone spoke about at all. Um, so that's, that's the reason why I came out of school, not even considering it. And that's how I stumbled into it. I don't think it needs to be the case of stumbling into it. I think it should be an attractive career path. And if I find that we've got a lot of young people that will, if you show you're passionate, it rubs off on them and they yeah. will, they will give the same care, the level of care that you give and the, the high standards that we, that we want. They will follow that if you're setting a good example and it, it, it it makes them want to go on courses and, and develop their knowledge within agriculture. And I go on conferences and we're sort of encouraged to do courses and things like that. Mm. And when, when someone a little bit younger than you, who's maybe thinking about their GCSE decisions or whatever, when they can see that you're doing really well and you're coming back with all this knowledge and that's, that's really positive or that has a really positive effect on them. And we've got a bit of a thing at the moment where um, we want people for apprenticeships and things like that. But a lot of young people have got in their head that they want to go to university. Um, but an apprenticeship on a farm might not necessarily enable them to get on a university degree because they need to go to college or whatever. But the skills that they learn actually on the farm are the best skills that they can learn rather than, you know, necessarily yeah. being in a college. The skill the, They would learn so much more and then go to university with all that knowledge. And then they realize then that they're probably a cut above the rest because they've had all that experience. And at the minute, there's just a bit of a barrier between that. Well, well said, and I don't know if you did, I'm ex-Harper as well. Uh, the, one of the, the, the making of me was doing a pre-college year uh, before I went to Harper, um, was, as we said earlier in the green room, uh, Rebecca on pigs. And it was the, and I don't come from a, a farming background. And I, I just got, I, I got really into it on that basis. But as you say, it really helped going into college, knowing how to do the practicality of it and just under, silly things, understanding the seasons of it. I, I knew not, nothing about. Alex, do all your mates who are non-farming think you're mad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, one of my friends, she actually lives with me now. Um, she never quite understood why I was always cancelling plans or um, never had time to see her. And it's just because I was so wrapped up in in my life. You know, this isn't just a job. It's my life. Um, and it's only since she's been living with me now. And she actually did a bit of farming this year for us. She did a calf rearing on my weekend on and she sort of understands now the reasoning why you know I would I'd be doing something or a cow something a cow needed something and I wouldn't be able to go for dinner like we'd planned or you know I was always late <laughs> that's brilliant I love that line that this is your life Mark it could crack it if you could encapsulate that and use that as a, as a slogan uh be, be in insurance or, or go into farming oh yeah. no yes insurance no, yeah, farming. It is my life. So, so Mark, how Mark, you know this stat because we've said it before. And um, the, the the NFU always says that six out of ten kids don't know where fruit and veg comes from. And, and with that, you can encapsulate the, the whole life livestock sector as well. So, so Mark, from what we're learning from from the team here, how can we attract say say those urban um, individuals to to experience farms and get that passion, get that bug, as um, as the three ladies are saying? How, how do we do it? What's the solution? Crumbs, if I had that answer, I'll be a very popular man in UK agriculture. I think it's a really complex situation, but I think some of the points that you've made um, in terms of how you got into the industry and the passion from all three of you about what you do in terms of creating those different food products, it's, 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 it just comes out in, in bucketfuls, but you've got purposes in terms of what you're doing and why you do it and you love it. And I think one of the challenges, um, so I'm from non-farming, like I said, uh, and I stumbled into a friend at secondary school that lived on a farm and then ended up really peeing off his parents because I was there all the time because I, I just was fascinated by dairy cows. But looking now as a father with my 15 year old son, who's a very capable young man, do we need to somehow provide a bit of confidence? I look at Alex um, and Rebecca, you just applied for jobs either through the paper shop that you saw an advert or or just saw something in it. How, how do we give, give this Gen Z the confidence to actually look at something that's a bit different that maybe won't be the straw hat and the, the bit of the straw hat. And then on the other flip side, for the farmer, how do we break some of the barriers down or the perceptions around, okay, farming is dangerous. Farming, we've, we have some horrendous health and safety stats, which is often was a barrier of getting students on farm because of the health and safety compliance and the insurance and all that kind of things. 
and then having someone of a younger generation within the business how do you go back to having someone that's right at the beginning of their journey rather than the middle of the career that's competent and compliant and and knows what they're doing how how do we break those barriers down to make it easier for for both sides to get involved so Rebecca, let's go, go Alex, go. Oh, um, I was thinking like, you look on Facebook, there's a lot of negativity around farming. So, you know, you look on like farming posts and all it is is, you know, older farmers saying, oh, what's a holiday? You don't get a holiday when you farm. And, you know, yeah, you know, you, you, you don't, you, but that's by choice. You know, I could have time off if I wanted time off and, there's, just, there's a lot of negativity about the hours that you work every week. You know, just because you farm doesn't mean you have to do 120 hours every week. You know, you could do a part time or a relief job. You know, the people don't get to see the opportunities that farming does actually have. And, you know, online the online presence of farming all seems to be very negative, you know, and, you know, hard, yeah, it is hard work and it is long hours and, but we need to be more positive about farming and, you know, sharing the good things. And if that, if that makes sense, you know, the, the and young people are going to read that because young people, the generation is online. It's all online. They don't, they don't go to news agents and look at the ads anymore. Um, you know, so we need, we need to make that more of a positive thing and, you know, advertising jobs and stuff like that. It all just needs to be more positive. Yeah, well, well, well done. And it's a great example that uh, Jeremy Clarkson and his uh, eclectic team, they've, they've uh, what's, the, what's the same, Mark, that they've done more than 22 years worth of Countryside, the yeah. series. They got some yeah. people so, so attracted um, into Leah, what I'm asking Mark's question on, on his behalf again. We, and, and in some ways, it's great that you guys don't come from a farming background. How, how can we learn uh, what you've learned to attract more people in? Yeah, um... I think we need to show the people that they can go for a job on a farm, working on a farm, and it won't mean they have to sacrifice everything. And like Alex was saying, it has to be an attractive, positive thing. Um, and if it's just because the older generation might have done, like you're saying, 120 hours a week, doesn't mean that's how the future of farming is going to be. So I think as well, like people coming out of university are looking for these high end jobs, say like agronomists or whatever, feed specialists, when actually jobs on a far on the actual farm can be really technical and you can need quite a lot of knowledge and, and kind of experience. And, you know, for me, I've come out of a, a profession with veterinary nursing and I still feel completely satisfied in what I do. I'm fulfilling loads of different things like that I've trained to do I take bloods and you know I can assist mm. the vet surgeries and things like that it isn't just a, a hard working kind of like grunty job it's yeah. it can be more than that it's what it's what you make of it I think as well so yeah well, yeah. well, well, well done and and also, also just to, to, to mention about job security in my day job I run a recruitment business and so I see a lot of people unfortunately from other sectors that not associated with them um, ag or, or horticulture fresh produce being made redundant because of the economic changes that, that we're going through and I've always been told if you're in in a world war world recession world pandemic if you're in the eating or the cleaning game uh, you'll be absolutely fine and there's, so there's always going to be progression there within within livestock isn't there in the UK because there's always going to be um, a need and the better you get at it um, the, the, the more opportunities within your existing business or other businesses there will be yeah exactly and I think as well like I am really I'm a real advocate for the product that we're producing and we know we're producing something that's nutritious and that's feeding the country and that for me adds to the satisfaction of what you're doing and you know that you're you're fulfilling a purpose as well and that I think some people could also feel that way as well if they came into it. Yeah, well done. And, and just quickly, give us the avatorial. What's your website? Because it's a, it, you've got a brilliant business there. Brilliant, brilliant. It, 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 I, I was so impressed by everyone sat down at that kitchen table when Mark and I were, were filming. So just give us your website if you can remember it off the top of your head. So I think it'll just be Holton Farms hotfarms.com probably yeah yeah you, you've taken yeah. over the internet yeah you're all over be, place, you've got social we're on tiktok instagram uh, yeah. facebook we're everywhere 
<laughs> so, 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 so Rebecca, I'm, I'm sure you're going to endorse what Laird um, and Alex said. How, how, how can we? What, what's the stat? Seventy-five percent of uh, people w w live in an urban environment, and they're, they're taught by um, teachers who don't really have a corresponding uh, understanding of, of agriculture. So how do we influence them to just stick a toe into agriculture to find out more? How, 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 Rebecca? I, I'd agree with Leah and Alex here, um, showing them the potential of what you can do. And like they said, it's not really something that's talked about too much um, and seen as like a serious career path, but it, there's so much potential there. I mean, a year into my job, I was managing the Farron house and I had a team of three people. What? And then four years down the line, I'm the genetics resource manager. I deal with the customer pigs. I do all the herd selects. Um, I scan the bat fat on all the pigs, you know, you, there's so much more you can do. Um, and there's so many different um, sort of types of farming. Like you've got the arable, you've got the beef, dairy, sheep, pigs, poultry, um, and all them industries have so much unique skill sets. And, um, you know, they're, they're also interesting. You can delve right into different worlds, so to speak. Um, and I think it's also, there's part of onus on, like, I feel like the farming, like, industry can be a bit closed off. So yeah. I think, you know, showing them more um, of the positive sides, the good things that we do, and um, how we're, we're developing and moving forwards to try and um, capture their minds and, you know, really show them from a young age, like, this is what we do. Um, this is something you can do yourself, yeah. you know, when you're older. Yeah, but Re Rebecca, it's almost like you, I don't know. You, you're so impressive. You need to be nominated for an award. Tell us about the award because we're not being shy here because this is all about showing off the three of you because you're brilliant. Tell us about this award that you've been nominated for, please. Um, it's Trainee of the Year, the National Pig Awards. So um, for like the pig world, this is like the the creme de la creme. This is the Grammys, so to speak. <laughs> um, um, no, I'm I am really excited for this. Um, I've been nominated um, on all the work that I've done um, and how my trainings influence the farm and um, just from the passion I love what I do and the pigs they're fantastic um yeah I get to go down to London and speak to the judges and no doubt they, they've booked a half an hour slot for me but I feel it it might overrun a little bit <laughs> once I get going on pigs that's it um I, I can talk for days <laughs> excellent Mark, Mark this is a done deal Rebecca's gonna win that if she doesn't win that I'm writing a letter Mark yeah, no, my, my vote's with, with Rebecca, definitely. Congratulations. And yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you. Good luck for the awards. But but Max, just to bring in, it's it's really interesting that the key the key thing I've just written the word perception and how how do we how do we get the perception of the industry that it is a very detailed, technological, um, fast-paced industry. And the point that the whole farmer with the straw hat and the bit of straw in and working 120 hours, would you say from with your recruitment hat on? In the world there's no no such thing as a nine to five job anymore people are flexible people work different hours when it's when it's busy when you're carving or when you're weaning and farrowing you put the extra hours in like why is my next door neighbor's a stockbroker he probably does more more hours than someone milking cows does but it's because he has to work with the pigs and the troughs of the of, of, of the stock industry would you say that we just need to look about perception and and and, and rebrand the kind of industry. Yeah, I, I I love what Alex said earlier. That Alex, this is your this is your life, and it's not not it's not a prison sentence. It's the other way around for for those listening on the on the on the podcast. Um, and I, I get infuriated with our with our sector, and, and it's so difficult because we we are quite fragmented, and we've got so many different trade groups. I always use the example of the engineering sector. Um, that the engineering sector um, every year, if I, if I just get, get you to, to watch out for this, every year they do this, uh, it's about a week long thing about um, uh, engineering is uh, is the career to go for. And they have the stock standard um, uh, young lady and young man, both very attractive, um, in hard hats, but in a business suit, standing next to a, a, a uh, Airbus 308 at uh, Heathrow, um, inferring that if you go into engineering, you'll get to work with all this flashed gear. They they make a lot of margin. They make a lot of money. So they've as a trade group, they do very well to publicise careers. So if you then go to the engineering uh, trade groups uh, uh, website, there's all the careers and lots of people posting. We don't have anything like that. If I could wave a magic wand, I would love to have all three of you um, on 
um on on the tv on on youtube just just being yourself but just being don't say crazy uh be, being being really passionate about about the sector and uh, then mums dads watching or uh, uh younger kids watching would think god that's really interesting they seem so passionate um i want my kids to do that rather than being an insurance clerk nothing wrong with being an insurance clerk but i want them to in, enjoy life and, and look at what alex has just said that this is her this is her life and since she's so enjoying it so mark that's I know it's a bit, a bit of a simplified um, uh, thing, but we've got so many different messages going out. Um, I think it was uh, Rebecca said that we're quite quite myopic, we're quite insular in, in our sector, so we need to get this voice out. But but we've got three shining examples here, Mark, of three people who haven't been in the sector previously, who've been succumbed to to the, the magical feel of it. And you can see, Mark, they're going to they're be in it for, for life, aren't they? They're going to have a job for life. So, so my magic wand would be to get the likes of these three ladies and obviously corresponding uh, young men to be the poster boys and girls um, on, on an external basis to say, come on in, find out more about about agriculture, horticulture, uh, fresh produce, the the, the, the food sectors, uh, because you'll have a, a fantastic career and it will be a job for life. That's my views, Mark. Excellent. That's, yeah, that's really good. So yeah, we just need to do something a little bit differently and, and just put people like Rebecca, Leah and Alex um, at the forefront to, to share the message and and go from there in different channels as well, because we we talk about eating a balanced diet. We need to communicate in a balanced way because we all take in information in completely different way so um what's next what where where are you individuals um girls what's the, what's the plan what what's the journey what's the next steps where do you want to get yourselves to um within your industry within your in your careers what what plans are you making over the next coming days months years can i just say i think rebecca's going to be president of the pig association by next tuesday but, but sorry about <laughs> Um, who was Alex? Do you want to go first? Where, where do you want? Where, 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 where are your aims and aspirations? Um, so currently at the minute, so I started as a relief milker. I then worked um, just yeah part time. Then I started full time as a herdsman. Um, I did that for you know three years, herdsman slash two IC, and then um, my current boss he took on another farm. So then he um, asked me if I could manage the day to day of the farm that I currently am on. Um, and I'm still just sort of getting to grips with that at the minute. Um, there's so many different paths that I could go from where I am right now. But right now, I still just want to focus on, um, you know, learning to be a good a good farm manager and you know getting the best results and making sure my cows are you know happy and healthy and you know I'm doing the best job that I can um so that's my sort of short-term goal is to just do better at what I'm doing and you know every day is a learning day I, I you know every day I learn something new um you know and every day you're faced with a different challenge or you know and yeah you know in the future there's so many different options of ventures I could take you know whether I stay as a herd manager because I would like to stay in the dairy industry um you know whether I stay as a herd manager or start going down you know profit shares joint ventures um things like that you know but that's sort of in, in the future but the, yeah the, the the opportunities are endless <laughs> so it's, it's honing that craft and whether that be from a technical perspective with the cows whether that be from managing people or whether it be from managing the business and the data yeah. But I think that's a good point that you made. There's so many opportunities as you move forward, whether that be um, to continue on the management journey and work for somebody else or look at the opportunities, particularly that it's, it's very popular in New Zealand to actually share farm and joint venture yeah. and not necessarily need to be born into a farming family to potentially own cows or even one day own your own own your own farm. Yeah. Sure. What about yourself, Alec? Uh, Leah, sorry. Where what where where are you? aspiring to go yeah so um i suppose i've kind of used lots of different things that i've done in the past to kind of propel me forward and i'm always looking to learn develop further i'm sort of itching to keep learning and i've um been accepted to harper keel vet school so I'm going to go wow. and enrol, it starts next month actually, um, to eventually end up probably being a farm animal vet. So this is like a massive thing for me. Um, I want to stay within agriculture, 
Um, I'm going to stay working. It's just going to have to be a bit of a juggle. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's going to happen for the next five years. Um, and then we'll see where it goes from there, really. But yeah. Fantastic news. And what a fantastic grounding to have the, with the practical outcome and what, what you've done at Harper now to push on to, to become a vet. And again, a, a sector which is is crying out for, for large animal vets. Say hello to Dr. Josh Onyango when you get to Keel Vets, a very good old colleague who is a, <laughs> a professor there, the smartest of electric you'll meet in your life. <laughs> what about yourself, Rebecca? What, what, where, where are you aiming to progress to? And, and um, well, sort of short, short term, looking to the future. Um, over the next few months, it'd be nice to get a few more uh, European exports under my belt. I, I've recently done my first ones. We had um, we had 300 gilts to Ireland, and then we've just sent out a Spain and a France um, export. And this is uh, this is big for me because um, you know I selected all the pigs myself. I sorted out a lot of the paperwork, um, and there was a lot that goes into it. But it'd be nice to get a few more out. We've got one for Belarus and Germany, hopefully coming along. Um, so it'd be nice to get my uh, my confidence going with them a bit more. Um, but I'd also like to try and develop my skills on the farm, sort of sort of more towards the maintenance side. So I will be badgering my manager to um, help me in my welding and <laughs> like running the straw chopper to try and make myself more rounded, well-rounded person. Um, I'd also like to develop my skills in leadership and management. Um, I've sort of just touched the tip of the iceberg with that. Um, so I'd love to develop that a bit more so I can help develop my team members and, you know, create a really strong team um, up in the finisher department, which would be fantastic. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> lots to look forward to and to work towards. Rebecca, well done. Mark, can I just ask a, a sideways question? Rebecca, I'm not going to pose this to you because uh, you've already answered it. Um, this, this might make Mark squirm. Um, uh, Alex, Leah, if I could give you, uh, say, £5,000 from the AHDB and three months off work to better yourself for, for where you want to go. So you've got three months off work and £5,000 to spend to better yourself. How are you going to use that money, Alex? Um... I think I'd like to do um, some courses um, or even, you know, I know New Zealand is slightly different to the UK, but I would probably go and try, you know, manage a farm in New Zealand if if money and, you know, work was sorted. It's, it's, it's AHDB monopoly money. So that, that's, that's great. So you, you want, you're going to learn by, by going overseas because you're going to see... Uh, better farming, not better, um, uh, different farming systems that you can learn from and potentially bring that that intelligence yeah. back to the UK. Yeah, you know, because I like the grass-based dairying and obviously in New Zealand, that's a very big thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, it would just be throwing myself in the deep end and just, you know, challenge myself a little bit. And, you know, if if the HDB monopoly money was there and the time off work, that that is what I would do. I would, you know, I'd make the most of that time and experience different things and you know instead maybe not even stay in one place just go and see how different systems work and you know talk with other herd managers and you know and, yeah and, and Alex I think I think we've made two people very worried there the AHDB and your boss uh, but but, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm sure you've, you've already looked at this um uh, yeah uh, Nuffield. If you look at the Nuffield um, uh, far Farming Scholarship, that's exactly yeah. what they do. So I'm, I'm sure you, yeah. you know that. So, so, so Leia, we've, we've just given you the £5,000 of Monopoly money from the HDB, three months off work. What are you going to do with it? Annoying, because Alex has literally said the same thing, I'd say. Oh, don't say it. <laughs> I, before I applied for better school, I actually applied for the Nuffield and I withdrew the application because I got accepted to better school. So that is still something on my radar um, that might happen later on in, in my career. But um, I would travel because I am quite keen to see other systems and what we can learn from them and what they can learn from us. And I'd, I'd love to um, kind of meet different people from different countries to discuss how it's different and things like that. And just, just quickly, for those that don't know, just give the elevator pitch for Nuffield, can you, Leah? Um, so the Nuffield Scholarship, basically, they well, you have to come up with a project, a research project, and they fund you um, in finding out and like researching that topic um but you can go pretty much anywhere in the world i think yeah. um it's quite a long time you're traveling for um and then you come back and then you write up your 
uh, research project. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a great, great thing that we have in the industry, Mark, isn't it? To to take take Mark, Mark over to you. Back to you. I'm seeing seeing all the questions. No, you're 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 good. But yeah, you know, it is a fantastic thing. Enough of a minimum of twelve months travel. And um, if you look at the Caras website, you'll see a plethora of information on the Agri Leadership page around all the courses and uh, and um, scholarships and funding available from whether it be the Worshipful Company of Farmers or the Institute of Ag Managers or Nuffield um, and all the other kind of people um, and then the, the, the Farmers Club Charitable Trust that there's all sorts of little pots of money that you can tap into to be able to progress these kind of um, kind of things but there's lots of lots of opportunity um, um, and there so um, we're sort of pushing forward um, I'm going to ask you a question a little bit off topic. What's the best thing about your current job and what's the worst thing about your current job? Is that for me? We go for, yeah, go for you first. Um, um, the best thing I find is um, I really like sharing my knowledge of my background with people that um, are passionate and want to learn as well. I really like when I can kind of bounce ideas off of other people and I like problem solving and there's a lot of that in farming and no two days are the same and it keeps you on your toes and I really really enjoy that element of it. Um, I like working with all the industry people that we work with, um, vets, feed people, um, com different companies like AHDB, um, yeah that's probably my best, best thing um, is the connections with people. And obviously working with the animals, but the people are a massive part of it as well. Um, the worst thing is probably you don't have enough hours in the day to get things done. And it's frustrating because I, I like ticking off my to-do list. And sometimes there's something at the bottom that's not been done. It, it It's unsettling. That's so, roll around to the next day. Which yeah, and I don't like that. <laughs> that's not that's good that's good but yeah that variety in in terms of the day and the the, the again the skill sets that you just covered it's not just um about like uh, i think rebecca said about mucking out and feeding animals there's a whole lot of other um, yeah. bits what about yourself uh rebecca what's your best thing about uh your, your day today and what's the what's the worst thing oh um the the best thing uh, is is the challenges you present that get presented to you in the day like nothing's ever a to b like even there's so much thought process that go, goes behind everything um and there's always something cropping up that you can get your teeth stuck into so to speak um and i just enjoy working along with the pigs and you know working alongside some of the people on the farm and teaching them new things and just seeing them develop and you know it, it's really nice to see all the hard work we put in and the you know the reward is seeing the pigs doing so well seeing them flourishing and um you know knowing that you've had a, a part to play in that and you know all this hard work get pays off in the end um yeah it, it's really nice to see the results and the pigs doing so well um the, the not so nice side of the job would be there's a lot of paperwork um, office work isn't my my strong suit sometimes so um yeah if I could cut all the paperwork that'd be fantastic if I could just have um you know a, li a little uh, fairy that does it for me that'd be brilliant <laughs> yeah no it, 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 it's, it's always a part of the job that you don't like and and it's always very difficult to push that down the list um and that's the bit that you end up doing the following day which probably is quite important but with all farming and Max will agree with the, the beautiful area of Suffolk that he lives you, you all that graft whether you're an arable farmer, a pig farmer, or in the livestock sector, you get to see the fruits of your, your labour at some point um, at the end of it, which I think is very, very rewarding. I, I, I still think we'd all, all work an interesting career in insurance. <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with insurance. You, go, go on, Alex, I, I don't think you've answered Mark's question yet. Um, for me, the best thing is, especially at the minute, uh, cows are obviously outside grazing still. The grass is growing oh. tremendously at the minute with the, the weather that we've been having and just seeing the girls out grazing happy milked healthy you know that sound of crunching grass as they as they eat their grass um you know just knowing that that I'm doing a good job you know and that that satisfaction that my, my cows are all doing well um yeah it just I, there literally isn't a thing that I would change about it I think the only thing that you know I would say is a negative is the fact that there isn't enough people that are 
that want to want to do to farm you know because they don't understand it or they see the negative things about farming you know finding people that are are passionate about it as passionate as you are as passionate as i am about farming you know and it's a real shame that there isn't more people that that really want to do it um yeah well nice. well done Mark, can I just interject? I've got to, in, in a couple of weeks time, I've got to do a, a big, big broadcast. I've been invited to to go on um, about how do we attract and retain people within within agriculture. And there's a, a, a two or three big politicians um, on that, including the uh, uh, the um, shadow um, agricultural minister. And I was quite despondent this morning looking at the notes thinking because they got me in as the as the as the, uh, as the recruitment expert. And I was thinking, oh, what am I going to say? But actually, you three have, have enlightened me because I think the future is very bright. Um, if we can attract more of you, and uh, we, we, Mark and I didn't mean it this way, but the fact that you don't have a agricultural background per se, and now you have, and now you want to make it your career, we just, as, as we said earlier, we just need to put you all through the photocopier and, and uh, create create more little mini U's uh, so so that we can get the sector even even more populated. Sorry, Mark, over to you. No, and I think I think you're dead right. It's how we make the industry kind of sexy again. If you look at my 15-year-old son and ask him, him and his mates what they want to do, they either want to be a professional footballer, professional rugby player, or they want to be a YouTuber. But how do we make agriculture and farming feature within those sex answers on a postcard, uh, which is all good. So uh, we're coming. We're slowly ticking and running out of time. Um, uh, what would – so from – what we've all discussed and everything, um, what would your sort of nuggets, one or two pieces of advice be to share with the viewers today on how do you think an individual could develop a future career in, in agriculture? What would your bit of advice be to that person, that school leaver, that that young work experience student that's brave enough to, to come? What would your advice be to, to develop their a career in, in agriculture? We'll go to you first, Rebecca. Um, well, I'd say don't be afraid to get stuck in and try something new with an open mind. Um, you, you know, you never know what you're going to find and you might go to it thinking, oh, I'm not sure. Come away thinking this is absolutely brilliant. This is what I want to do. Um, ask questions and put yourself out there. Um, you know, as, with the right mindset and enthusiasm, anything's possible. Um, you know, on, on the pig unit, we don't care if you've got any experience at all with the right if you want to learn, we'll show you. The possibilities are endless. Having that, yeah, that curiosity to just ask some questions and just have a go and get stuck in, um, that's really, really good. What about yourself, Alex? What would your piece of, couple of pieces of advice be? Um, pretty much the same as Rebecca, to be honest. You know, just um, ask questions. Um, you know, I keep an open mind. There's so many, you know, I'll use dairy as an example because I'm in dairy, but isn't just jet dairy farming you know there's so many different systems so many different carving patterns so many different parlors so many different routines you know and if you you know you might try one and you might not like it but don't give up try try something else you know try a rotary parlor instead of a herringbone or you know and there's just so many different options and different things that you can do and different you know if you like calves there's the calf rowing or you like milking or there's there's the tractor driving and there's just so many different options and you just need to just try and if you even if you just want to just try and experience it you know you don't have to commit to anything you know I'm sure plenty of farmers if you you know spoke with local farmers would would allow you to to come and try you know because people want younger people or new people to come into the industry and you know I you know if someone came to me and asked me that they wanted to get into farming you know I, I would openly encourage that and I would happily spend that time with them and and show them you know the positive and the, the, the negative things you know because you can't sit there and say that negative things don't happen and um, it's just we've just got to make ourselves more available to new people coming in. And, you know, we've got to really make that time for them and, you know, try and help if people do want to do it, you know, get, get them progressed and, you know, get them learning and get them interested. And. No, that's really good. I think that's one thing and, and Max might agree with it, that the UK agriculture industry is so varied and so different. And, and mm. like you say, you just need to, once you've put your head above the parapet and, and, and stepped into it, there's lots of opportunity to go in lots of different directions um, in terms of whether you want to be on farm, off farm, within the wider industry, there's, 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 there's masses 
Um, which is good. Yeah, Mark, it's such a good point. I, um, I when I started out, I was on pigs, and then I did dairy. Ended up with um, with cereal, and I, I got a really good un- under- understanding <laughs> of it. Then I ended up in farm insurance. <laughs> Just remembered, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but to be able to 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 um, and see what you like, um, Alex, I think I think it's, a, it's such a great idea because then you'll 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 find your you'll you'll find your forever home, won't you? Yeah. 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 We've missed someone with that question mark, haven't we? I think that's Leah. Leah, what's your, what's your, what would your piece of advice be? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for me is that everyone has to start somewhere. So I remember when I had my first day starting, and you do have a bit of a thought of, do I really, do I know what I'm doing because I've not been from farming, and that we need to crush that and encourage people to come on the farms. Like we, we have um, scouts and cubs come for visits to the farm. Um, and they might be from towns and they might never have even seen a cow properly before. You know, it's about encouraging people to come into the industry that you sort of, you're kind of getting in touch with people as much as they're getting in touch with you as well, because they might have never been shown or told about agriculture. So if we get in touch with them and encourage them, I think that's another way of, of getting them in as well. But there are so many opportunities and you can't just, you know, dairy's one sector, like you say, pigs is another sector. There's so many things you can do within it and there'll always be jobs because yeah. we always, we're always going to need those products that we're producing. So. Leo, well, well done. Can, can I just give another example? There's a mate of mine who's not from farming background. He he went to Harper. He did his placement year at, um, on a, on a, in, in a grain business and to just saw the fact that it's not always easy it's not the sun isn't always shining um uh, alex i bet you've you got cold feet for six months of the year and, and uh, <laughs> doing do dairy this is a, but with this particular individual he, he always described it as his lay-by moment and i've heard him uh, lecture this when lecture when he's doing school presentations uh, that he did something wrong in this in this job and he just he was uh, in a company car and he just pulled into a lay-by and he bawled his eyes out because he was so embarrassed and he was so sad about the mistake that he made uh, that individual is now running that business some 30 years on as the chairman and he's grown it from a 20 million pound business to a hundred million pound business and one of the formative things he learned was that lay-by moment that sometimes you need to go through the lows to 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 enjoy the highs and, and mark I'm, i bet all three of them our, our team here will, will will know that so just to if you have, if you want something to be if you want if you want an easy life go into insurance or oh, i've got to stop that uh, but if, if you want something that's going to be challenging come into farming and, uh, and, and really enjoy it and you'll learn from those mistakes as long as they're, they're, they're not below the, the the waterline you'll learn from them and you'll be better from them mark yeah no, i completely agree with, with with that piece max yeah you've got to go through the ups and downs to, to learn from it and definitely the world of agriculture had that that challenge but i think that there's been so many good points that we've discussed um over the last hour um and i've written a few few notes in terms of you as individuals your passion your your mindset, your growth mindset, and your that 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 desire to continue learning and pushing pushing yourselves on, and, and opening those doors as uh, as you new move um, into new into new areas of the industry, and as your careers unfold, is, is infectious and, and and should be a real testament to you. And we could say we're in good hands. We are in good hands as we as we move forward into um, into the into the future. But I think some of the things like Max said about how do we how do we get you guys more more out there and more involved so that people can see can see that and the point that Leah just made and um, I was just just thinking that it is a two-way conversation not a one-way conversation we shouldn't assume that everyone's going to come to us as the farmer because we produce food and we need to be a little bit more open as an industry to try and encourage people to get onto farm uh, and see what we we actually do what do you think Max? Yeah, no, I think you, you sum, summarise it uh, re- really well. There's more that we could do as a sector, but the fact that you three um, uh, uh, fantastic ladies have taken some time out just so that we can stall, extol your virtues. And we're hoping that people listening in, on the social media, whether they be a, 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 an employer or employee or someone who's thinking about coming into the sector, they'll see that it's it's, it's a really exciting sector to be, to be aligned with. So thank thank you very much i, I just want to set set you all the challenge that uh, if we don't see in well let's say a 10-year period rebecca if you're not the president of the national pig association we're going to be having words alex if you're not president of the national dairy association we're going to be having words and Leah, if you're not uh president of the national association of uh large um, animal vets uh, we're going to be having a word so that's your challenge 
that Mark and I are setting. You're, you're wherever you go, you're, you're going to be, you're going to make a great success of it. And Mark and I are going to be watching you, if that's okay, to, to, to see the success that you're going to make for yourselves and the sectors, Mark. Excellent. No, definitely. We're definitely looking forward to watching the, the journey unfold. And, and, and thank you, all three of you, Rebecca, Leah and, and, and Alex. I know you're very, very busy um, for giving out a bit of time and sharing these insights um, as we move forward uh, into this Talking Leader series, which is all good. Hey, well done. We'll wrap it up at that. Um, so, uh, Rebecca, you're off to do your sheep. Um, Alex, you're, you're back out with the cows this afternoon. I've forgotten. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Leah, you, you've got the afternoon off. I can't believe that. That's that. I, I, I think you're going to sneak sneak back to that amazing farm that you you work on. But uh, what, what, <laughs> whatever you do, have have a great afternoon. Thank you very much for your time, and thank you, Mark and Isaac and the HDB team uh, for another great. Uh, I love these talk talk. We learned so much from all. We'll see you at the next one. Enjoy the rest of August, everyone. Thank see you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.